Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. I'm a genius. No, sacral geniuses. I gaggle, I swarm, a flock of freaking frogs. RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you could have me at your next event. I like to party with the people. <laughs> Coming up on the program today, Chazity White. Chazity White. Chaz on the beat. Who is that? Well, you're going to find out in the next few minutes. So stick around. You don't want to miss it. This week's shows... Hey, thankfully, we're starting to break out out of this quarantine due to the novel COVID-19 coronavirus. Yes, we're being responsible. This week's shows, I have one public show this week. I'm at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. That's right, your favorite place to be on a Friday night, the Rab. It's the video dance party, karaoke jam. Well, maybe minus the dancing. We're trying not to fill up the dance floor. Everybody stay uh, safe and, and socially distanced from each other. There is food available. There is drinks. There are, The pool tables are going on. Uh, they're not doing the pool tournaments right now. But there is the video dance party, the karaoke jam. And I have plenty of handy wipes <laughs> between every singer I've been uh, sanitizing. So we did it for the first time last Friday night, and it came out really good. It was nice to see all the people. Now they are keeping the uh, attendance to about a third of the people that they could fit in the in the rab which is about 60 about 60 people can get in so the rab's a pretty big place they have a pretty good uh, air handler it, it circulates the air uh, very well so hey if you're apprehensive if you really are scared of the coronavirus i encourage you uh, to stay stay home uh, don't maybe don't come out right now if you're feeling sick for sure don't come out but uh, for the rest of us, for those that that know that, you know, the, that feel like the coronavirus isn't going to get us, uh, you know, we can come out. And, hey, look, I'm not scared, but I'm vigilant. I realize that there's a there's something out there that's killing people. And thankfully, it's not too many people. I mean, if you look at the statistics, it's about 0.1 percent of the people that get it. So, you know, uh, let's go out and play. All right, let's go out and play. The people need to be entertained. So come on out to the Rab, Conway, Arkansas, Friday night, 8 p.m. All right, without further ado, let's get into it with Chazity White, the Chaz on the Beat. I'm so excited to learn more about what that is. <laughs> Calling, well, I guess Skyping Chazity White now. Chastity. Very good. Very nice to see you. All right. Chastity. Chaz on that beat. Chastity White. With a bunch of Z's in there. Tell people who you are. I'm Chaz. I'm from, I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up in Houston. 
I've been everywhere in the U.S., most likely except for California. <laughs> um, I I do music. I compose music. Um, I I play the alto saxophone. Uh, I dance. Um, I do. I do. I'm very multi-talented. <laughs> I can see that. I can hear that. And judging by by your social media, I've been following you for a little bit, and I have noticed quite a few things on there. But you're from Milwaukee. Grew up in Houston mostly, but you're back in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. How did that trip come about? When you tell me about a, a, a little baby Chaz, a little baby Chazity, uh, growing <laughs> up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the in the the north, uh, a Yankee, if you will, before you're well, moving. When I ended up in Milwaukee, um, it, it was it was short lived because I, like I said, I I only lived there the first six years of my life and then when I turned six I moved to Houston and I came back to Milwaukee once I graduated high school. Um it was mostly rebellion. I I didn't want to be with my parents anymore and I was like I'm leaving. And out of all of the places I went back to Milwaukee and everybody was like why would you go there? But I've learned along the way and, and uh it's a lot of bad things that happen. Um but overall I learned from my I, I was becoming a woman and I had to go through those things and become who I was. So <laughs> Well it sounds like there's a whole lot of story in there that you kind of it is. There's a whole lot. I mean, because it, it seems like, all right, so you, you left at six years old. I'm guessing the parents maybe found a, a better life in Houston, Texas. Yes. What was your mom and dad doing that, that moved them out of Milwaukee? I'm guessing that they might have both. Um, well, my, my mom and my dad had broken up by the time I was six, but they um, were very good at co-parenting. My dad always came around and my mom was always uh, working with them and vice versa. So we actually, um, my dad drove us to Houston. When I moved to Houston, I was living with my aunt on the north side of Houston. And uh, growing up, my mom did not let me listen to any genre of music, but church music, only church music, yes. So, like, I would get in trouble, big trouble. I couldn't even listen to pop. No, I couldn't even listen to uh, a Disney Channel song. If it was against any type of church or religion, then no. So, when I moved to Houston, I had an aunt who would, uh, she would let me listen to any type of music. She was the type to buy any, all CDs that ever came out. It didn't matter what genre, she would buy them. I just became to love music and I just understood it so well and it was like a secret treasure. Um, my mom didn't let me, she didn't let me dance so I had this talent to, that I knew how to, I knew how to sing, dance and and I understood music but I wasn't allowed to embrace that the way that I wanted to. So um, as I was growing up my mom would find little like notebooks of songs that I wrote and she would find them like oh my god like she like she would, she would go she crazy. crazy and, and uh, I, me and my cousin started a little girls group when we were little and, and my mom stopped, found my songbook and she like I don't know what she did she probably burned it I don't know <laughs> But yeah, so I'm kind of like, uh, I think like Katy Perry, uh, her, she was doing an interview and she was saying that her, her parents were very 
religious and, and did not let her, her um, listen to a lot of music. So I went through that. Well, well, Katy Perry in particular, yeah, she was a Christian artist for a while. That's how she got her big her her big start was doing yeah. Christian music, and and uh, I, I guess her parents were very similar in that respect to your parents. It sounded like your your mom had a a way of of bringing you up that she was yeah. she had a plan, and the plan was probably a, a biblical plan. Uh, she had this book of instructions, and she wanted yeah. to follow that to the letter. But thankfully. You know, due due to your creativeness, you you had I, another sister that they had. The, the mom had a sister. And then the crazy aunt. thing about it, they have my aunt, my mom, the same 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 mom and dad, and they're totally different. So yeah. I don't I don't understand that. <laughs> it's interesting how that works out. My brother and I have very different views as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, politically, religiously, and many other views. You know, so it does happen. Uh, You can have the very same parenting, the very same upbringing. I always felt like mom liked him best. (laughs) But that you know that there might be that in in your in your parents, in your mom and your aunt's upbringing, where one maybe got favored this way, or or maybe. You know who was the oldest one? Was that your mom? You would think that she was the oldest, but no, she's the she's second the oldest. Yeah. How many kids um, in her family? I know that. Well, well uh, uh, I know, like when my mom was younger, like she would listen to all types of music. But I don't know. One day she 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 got saved, quote unquote, and it was the end. I remember her actually throwing one the keys and tapes out the window. She was like, "We're not listening to this anymore. You guys cannot listen. No more Destiny's Child. No, I couldn't even listen to Destiny's Child. I couldn't listen to Beyonce. I couldn't listen to any anybody. She was like not letting me matter who it was. It didn't even matter if they weren't talking about drugs or sex. Even if they were talking about something positive, it, to her that was like devil's music." <laughs> So, well, yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah. I have found many people that have grown up, it, it get, had hard times, and they do find, uh, you know, Jesus, if you will. They yeah. find yeah. religion, and the born agains become very zealous. Uh, I know at one point in my life, uh, you know, I was without religion. I didn't have any religion, I, yeah. so I, I found this group, and I became very zealous. I read the Bible, you know, five times in the matter yeah. of years. <laughs> Just kept reading it over and over, trying to find some answers. Yeah, so you've read it yourself. You run along that same uh, basis. But when you're looking for something, some kind of salvation, when you're you're lost, you know, sometimes that might be the way to go. But yeah, yeah, sometimes being over this might not be the way to go. I agree with that. Um, I think, but for me, just growing up, being a kid, I needed to find myself. So, yeah. That's probably where, where I'm not knocking it at all, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I grew. I, I started off as a Catholic. Now I'm American. You know, you grow. <laughs> no, but I, you yeah. know, I, I do remember uh, being at, at Catholic school and and having that kind of upbringing. And then I I did want to break out as well. So I understand that chastity of wanting to break <laughs> out uh, of that. And and that's a problem. You have to take it as a parent. It's so hard to figure out how to bring up a child uh, you know you hold yeah. the, the reins real tight and then once they have a little bit of freedom they break loose you know so crazy 
I think you have to have some. And that's what I'm going to now. It's my mom knows somewhat what I do, what I do, but I don't think she probably know everything. Like, um, I met celebrities. Like, she would know that she probably would fall out. Like, oh my god, you're so she'll probably be like, now you're meeting the people who's making the music. So, um, but overall, I I see her being supportive. She, it's just some things your kids might do when they get older that you're like, wow, I don't think to do that. But as a parent, you you <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I'm a I'm a parent of two two daughters, and I want the yeah. best for those daughters. I have one that just made me a grandpa. I'm 51. <laughs> 51 too young to be a grandpa but i am i have i have a little a, a little uh granddaughter and that's a wonderful thing too but i have a 14 year old at the house so having daughters is a very special thing and you know thankfully i she does have both parents in the house and we're able to co-parent but let me tell you her mom thinks a lot differently than i do but somewhere down the middle we find a balance you know i would go off do whatever he wants. That's the good thing, good thing to do. Yeah, and then you know, but then mom knows. Hey, let's bring the reins in a little bit. So yeah, but somewhere in the middle, we're gonna find a good a good way to upbring parents. See, you never know what you're gonna find out on these podcasts. Is a little yeah. bit about you know, and and how you grew up, and we're learning from you, Chastity, about how your mom brought you up, and then the contrast with how your aunt would bring you up. So. Yeah. You spent my dad, he, my dad, he, he never really knew my talent until recently. I went on a cruise with my dad and on the cruise. They had karaoke. So I got up and I did karaoke. He heard me sing and he was blown away. He was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even know you could sing. But yeah. yeah. Well, OK, Chazity, Uh when did you develop that and how did you? All right. OK. When did you stop fully listening only to gospel music. Do you remember what age that you actually found a different kind of music? Or were you Honestly, always- okay. Um, I always would sneak into other types of music. But when I was in 12th grade, um, this was 2012. So uh, I know like you probably heard Lil Wayne, Drake. Uh, they had came out with like the young money. So I, I had... Uh, for Christmas of 12th grade, I had got the mini um, iPod Nano. It was touchscreen. I thought I was so cool. It was it was light pink. It was a cool thing to have. And I had a friend. I didn't have iTunes. I didn't even know you had to have iTunes to download music on an iPod. I thought I was just going to be able to do it like a regular MP3. Had a friend. Me and her had the same taste of music. She downloaded every song. I'm telling you, like, I literally had every song on that ipod and my mom knew i had an ipod i was older then so she didn't really like say let me see what you're listening to but she she we were supposed to know that we weren't supposed to listen to it so i would just um on that time i really really my favorite rapper my favorite musician that's alive today is lil wayne i don't know what it is but i would listen to lil wayne like it was no tomorrow and then I will listen to Drake and Nicki Minaj and um, some other people I love is Michael Jackson and the, the but they're passed away. Okay. So um, I listen to Lil Wayne. That's my favorite person that's doing music ever. And I think 
he was very, very inspirational to me. And then also Kanye West, but more so like the old Kanye West. And then <laughs> you better believe him. you better believe people say the same thing. They go, you know, I like old Kanye, but not new Kanye. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'll, I'll say I like Little Wayne, but not Little Wheezy. Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people said that. And, and I, me personally, um, Lil Wayne is somebody. If that's my go-to music, like if I want to listen to some music, that's the first thing I'm going to listen to. I don't really listen to a lot of female artists. I don't know. What it is, I think because when I want to listen to music, I automatically just go to Lil Wayne. So I never have the time to convert to female artists. But there's a lot of people that's coming out that I don't even know. And so I, I'm kind of behind with a lot of new artists. Um, but yeah, that's around, I was probably like 18 in 2012. So that's the time where I really just stopped caring about if I get caught listening to music. I was like, I'm about to be 18. Or no, I was 18. And I was like, I'm about to listen to my mom. I'm about to do what I want to. Um, music that I was listening to definitely, definitely not to her. But I was becoming an adult, so I had to start making choices for my own. Right. In all in all yeah. fairness, she, <laughs> uh, she could. She 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 raised a very nice daughter from all from from what I can she see. So far, Overall, she, she did. a nice person <laughs> and you're a very smiley person. And it's very nice to see you here. And the, yeah. through this technology, we can Skype all over the world. And I'm Skyping. Yeah. All, uh, I think that's so it's, it's really quantum physics. I also love science. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, all right. See, you got many different <laughs> aspects, a lot of different avenues. When, okay, when you first broke out, who was all right? Who was the friend that gave you the iPod music? Uh, if you want to throw her under the under the bus, uh, no, give credit where credit is due. What's her, her name? Her name, her name is Jasmine Thomas. Uh, we had like a our our relationship was built on the music. We didn't really have anything else in common at all. She was like more of a hard girl. She was in uh what is it called? J R O G J R O T C um the uh, the the kids that want to be like in the military. She was uh -huh. like one of them tough girls, and I was like girly girls. So so I don't even know how me and her became to be friends, but we just had. One day I was just, just uh, singing all the songs that I knew we knew, and then she was like, "We just noticed we knew the same songs." And I was like, "Oh my god, a lot of people don't know that song." And it was vice versa, and we just um, started talking about music. And she was like, "Hey, you know, if you want, I can download music for you." We did within one day. Like I remember when I seen her next day in the hallway, I'm thinking, "What if she stole my iPod?" Like I literally gave her my iPod to take home. And at that time, well, that was hot commodity. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was an expensive thing that you did. That's it a lot was. of trust that like you had. That says a lot about you, that you were a very trusting person. And I wanted my music. That's yeah. <laughs> and the power of music to bring people together. That's the other yeah. thing you learned. Music is, is universal. Absolutely, yeah. man. It's science. It gets in it's your head. Like, yes, it's, it is. <laughs> It's a definitely a, a way to bring people together, and I'm I'm so sad that you didn't have the advantage of having uh, Beyonce and Destiny's Child when they were first starting out. I know. That, that <laughs> definitely was a a, a yeah. turning point. In My household was very different from most people. Um, very very different. 
Well, they so, ruled the, the early 2000s where you yeah, were growing up, you know, and in and, and 2012, I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess that was about where Kanye was at his peak and, and, and definitely Lil Wayne and, and Drake for sure. Gosh, the whole young money. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, they well, were at the peak. Uh, a lot of people, 2012 was a good year for you, music. Um, I know Big Sean. It was a lot of people that were just out in the limelight. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, but uh, you get out of high school. I mean, what what kind of extracurricular activities were you doing in high school? Did you have any? In high school, there? I was in, in in dance. I was on the, in the dance class, and I also did. Um, I was in band, uh, playing my alto sax. Um, what else was I doing? And uh, I yeah, I was trying, trying to just play high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You graduated. I mean, do you still? Saxon. Yeah, my school year, the class of 2012, you know, they were saying that's when the world was going to end. And so when I was in high school, that was that's what we were focused on. We were like preparing for it was supposed to end like December, I think December 21st, 2012. That's what people were saying. And, you know, we were high school students, so we were believing in every conspiracy theory. So yeah, uh, we were going yeah, along that, with it. That yeah. was the Mayan calendar. They said that they, they the Mayans yeah. were and they, that just happened to be where it ended. When it ended, we knew we were pretty sure it was not, but we wanted something to believe in, just to talk about. <laughs> yeah, every generation has their fun. Uh, I know yeah. the two thousand was a big one. Uh, you yeah, know, I remember that. I was only six oh, years old when that happened. I remember that. Oh, the whole that. Gonna all, all the all the people, all the scientists were worried about those two digits for the year instead of four digits for the year. I know. <laughs> they thought that all the computers were going to stop working. I that. was a kid. For me to be six years old and for me to know about it, that means that a lot of adults was talking about it. For me to even know about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, what you 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 learned from your mom the 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 religious aspect, the, mm -hmm. the upbringing from the Bible, and you learned from your dad what? What's the main I, thing? A lot of things. That things. I learned, my dad is a very humble man. Everybody who knows him knows that he's very humble. So what I learned from him is just to say okay. For example, um, my brother, me and him have the same dad, different mom. Him, him and his girlfriend was arguing, long story short, his mom found out about it, and she told my brother, she was like, I don't know where you get that from, because your dad is not like that. He, she said, when me and your dad would have to argue, he would just say, okay, okay, and that's like how, that's what I learned from my dad, he's very humble, um, he's very, um, he's the type to like think before he speak. And he, one, another thing that I recently found out about my dad is that he's a, he's more of a party animal than I thought. Um, for example, when I was on a cruise with him, I was being quiet because I was around a lot of people I didn't even know. And they was like, they said, I can't believe you're quiet. And they said, you should see your dad. So yeah, he's like a party animal, but he's also very quiet and humble. So that's one thing. He used to be in the Navy. I can tell that he's very self-disciplined. Um, I'm still an adult, and he, I'm an adult, and he still sends me money. Um, he he's always checking up on me and that I'm okay. Okay. Uh oh.
Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay. No, you'll you'll always be his baby girl for sure. You know. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Oh, that's great. You know. So you did have uh, two parents that loved you, plus an aunt that gave you a little insight, uh, and plus a uh, an ROTC girl that uh, that gave you the music. So that's where yeah. you, you got your first your first love. Do you still play your your saxophone? I do. I don't play as much as I used to, only because it's very loud. So I'm working on finding a spot that I feel comfortable to play it. Um, I don't want to like disturb my roommates or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> don't give it up because that's a, a. I'm not. I mean, my goodness, I can imagine you on stage just showing up. You're singing, and all of a sudden you whip out this saxophone. The people. Yeah, the saxophone is like it's like turquoise, so it's like really flashy. Um, I don't know, like it's a lot of Instagram pages that have like these fancy saxophones. Some of them are see through. So like, when the older I get, I'm gonna save my money and just and just go all out on this fancy saxophone. It's it's like buying a car. <laughs> Goals, I see. Yeah. Uh, how much is one of those saxophones anyway? Have you ever priced one out? <laughs> it depends. Um. You could get one actually for like two hundred and fifty dollars, like a brand new one. But like the more um, customized it is, the more it is. Uh, it it fluctuates. It's like um, it depends. It really does depends. It depends. Yeah. Well, that's an attainable goal. I I could see you you playing up on stage. All right. So once you get out of high school, did you go to college at all, or did you get a job? I did, but not right away. So when I went. After high school, um, oh, that is a tough story. That's a long story. But basically, I just, <laughs> I, um, like I said, me and my mom always bump on a lot. And I don't know, I guess there were like growing pains. But after high actually, for high school graduation, I did not walk the stage, but I did get my high school diploma. Which means, uh, basically, um, I was like in ninth grade. I had truancy, truancy. Um, meaning that I was skipped in school, but I wasn't leaving. Skipped school, school. I would be at school, but not in my class. So by the time I got to be a senior, I had warrants, and my, they were sending letters to my mom saying that your daughter has to go to court. Your daughter has to. My mom did not even take me to court. Didn't even tell me. One day I was at school. And the police actually came to the door and was like, we're here for your daughter. And my mom got scared. Yeah. So um, long story short, um, one day I told my mom that I'm I'm going to look, go live with my aunt, the one, the cool aunt. And my mom was not having it. Guess what she did? She called the, the neighborhood like police. We In Houston, we call them the constable. She called them and she told them. My daughter has a warrant, and she, and she uh, basically she was she was preparing to, to go live with my fun. Uh, I don't still to still today, I don't know if they have some type of secret family secret of why I don't know what's going on with them. But my mom didn't want me to leave my aunt that bad that she did that, and so I was in, in I was incarcerated for seven days when I was supposed to be walking the stage for my high school graduation. So guess what you guess what I did when I got out? When I got out, 
Um, I had to go take a test at school, and then they gave me my um, my my actual diploma. So I was like, I'm leaving. I went to Milwaukee. I ended up uh, moving in with my uh, child's father, and like that was a weird experience. And um, I met him from the internet, but him and my cousin was best friends. So. After high school, that's what I did. And I can't really say it was because of anger towards my mom. I probably still would have left just because of my upbringing and my mom being so strict. I wanted to be free. So, yeah, once I that's what I did after high school. And then I had a, I ended up getting pregnant and I had a daughter and um, that was tough, too. And then so I ended up I did end up going to beauty school. Uh, to answer your question, <laughs> I, 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 um, I'm licensed as a cosmetologist, but I don't do uh, hair and makeup as an occupation. Honestly. I, I honestly went to school just to earn that skill. That's I a did, skill to have. Sure. I used I did used to work at Supercuts. I worked at Cost Cutters. Um, I worked at a nail shop before, but I don't know. It really wasn't my thing. I really just really love music and dancing and yeah, that's more. That's more of what I like to do. Well, uh, definitely. The, when I got out of high school, well, in high school they give you an ASVAB test, which is a test oh, to, yeah. to let you know what job you should be doing. My top yeah. two jobs were photographer and beautician. <laughs> what? <laughs> I take a lot of pictures, and I guess it, it's because I appeal to people's vanity. Very and I make, well, I always want to to make people look their best and feel their best. I want okay. them to be good. So that, that that just takes a certain kind of person that wants to to help people look their best. And I'm glad that you yeah. have that skill. Uh, you know, so you you know it says a lot about you. And so you have that skill in your back pocket. You don't use it that much now, but at least it yeah. gave. You, Gave you a little insight on stuff when, when you I did a lot. I've yeah. I've even worked at a daycare. My mom owned on the daycare. I was uh, the director for a short period of time. It's so much that I did that I could be doing that I'm not doing because I'm really just chasing my dreams. Um I haven't had a regular job in about two years. The last actual job that I had, I was working at a nail salon as a receptionist. So. Yeah. <laughs> do those jobs so you can pursue the jobs that you want. Yes. yes. A lot of people do jobs, I, yes, jobs that they don't it, like. Yes. Go ahead. It wasn't, it wasn't always, always I, I used to have, used to, to, have to, have to ride with the city, the city bus to work. Um, I, sometimes I would have to walk long distances just to get on the bus. Um, when I was living in Houston, I remember... I seen a. I was in downtown Houston, and this is totally this is crazy. But I seen a huge rat. I seen an actual rat outside in downtown Houston when I was trying to catch the bus. And when I seen that, that's how I knew. Like it, it, it woke me up inside and told me that I'm doing everything that I have to do. I didn't have any help. My parents, my mom, she's very, very wealthy. I won't say like she's a millionaire, but she's a business owner. She could have gotten me a car. She, she, she's not the type of parent to, she, she's not that type of parent to help her adult children. I'm not saying she wants, she would, but she wants you to do everything that she wants you to do to help. And I knew that that wasn't going to work. So 
I did a lot of things myself. I was riding the bus when I could have possibly been with my mom. Um, but I did what I had to do for me. Um, and like I had to crawl before I walk. It's so many times that I cried and I was I would be like, um, this person seems like they have it so easy. What about me? And I would just be so mad and, and yeah, I went through a lot. And a lot of I was hard on myself and um I would just I would. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself, and um, I, I, I just didn't understand why my life was the way it was. And then I don't know when I turned twenty five. I'm tw I'm about to be twenty seven in July. But when I turned twenty five, that was my first time feeling like a woman. Like I really um, did everything by myself. I taught myself a lot, and I accepted myself. That was like when I turned twenty-five. That was like my first time accepting things, the bad things about myself. And then I was like, okay, well, I can change this. I can change that. And um, yeah, I, I there now. There's a lot that I do. Um, I'm not super religious like I used to be. I still believe in God and all of that, and I still believe in Jesus. But I, it's like now I'm more like spiritually awakened to where um, I'm so. I, it's so validation. Yeah. Is the best way to say it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, Chaz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chaz, you know, there's so so many aspects. Uh, it sounds to me like you did what you had to do to keep a roof over your head to put food on your yeah, plate. You, you I did, did what I had to do. <laughs> but was there uh, that first time that you did karaoke? When was that? That was um, actually that was a year ago. That was July. July of last of 2019, I was on the the carnival cruise. Um, we went to uh, the Bahamas, and yeah. So when was the first time that parents. you knew that you had an affinity for singing, and because no. you were in music Actually, on the when I was in jail, I hate bringing up jail. It gives me like anxiety, and I don't it I don't like I don't, I just don't want people to judge me because of it. But honestly, a lot of people have been to jail, so it better like, not. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually I was in jail and I was we would be bored like nothing to do and we would just play games, games and one of the games that we played was listen to each other sing even if you couldn't sing we still wanted to hear you sing so it was my turn and, and, and everyone was like oh my gosh and um, sometimes even like if I'm just when I was in jail they had like a kitchen. And I was in the kitchen and I was cleaning the dishes and I was singing just randomly, not even trying to be heard. And I was singing. My friend walked by and she was like, she's not even the type to give anyone a compliment. She looked at me and she was like, wow, like your voice is very beautiful. The thing about my singing is I don't do it professionally in the sense of um, broadcasting it. I'm more so, I like, I would rather be heard by actual music that I compose rather than singing and rapping. I can hold the flow, too. I'm not the best rapper. Don't get me wrong. But I, if someone asks me to freestyle, it will rhyme. It will make sense. It will have a nice tempo. I probably sound better than, like, I don't know, Little Dicky or someone. But um, I, I have a... I'm very talented, uh, multi-talented, but... The things that I feel comfortable with broadcasting to the world is, is probably me talking and me doing music. I think I'm still kind of shy about singing because um, 
I don't know what it is. It is. Uh, I don't know. When it comes to me singing, I am a little bit shy, but there are some songs that I sing all the time that I perfected it to where I will do it. So, yeah. Look out, Nikki, Nikki. Here comes Chastity. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's got it all. She could sing and rap. Ah, that's fantastic. And that's Kanye can do that too, sing and rap. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, so, oh my goodness! You, so you, yeah, you got me excited. I want to hear more. I want to know more about how you came to be the way you are. I mean, you said yes. You were you were incarcerated for a little while, and for that, people, people have a lot of time. And what you did with your time was you perfected oh my a. Gosh. Me being incarcerated was the worst and best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I was incarcerated more than once, by the way. So you're probably like, what is like, because the first time was just for seven days. The second time was for about 18 months. And that was totally, that situation is deep. Like, we would have to probably have a whole nother uh, podcast for that situation. But I can tell you the positives of that of that bad happening was um, I met, so I was around about 900 different women between the ages of 18 to maybe like 90 something if some some i was actually um around like all different uh races of women so i learned so much it's kind of like you know how foster children are around different families and they just pick up a lot of foster children are talented and why are they so talented they watched so many different people and was around so many different people so that's how it was when i was in jail a lot of these people that were in jail was in jail for the most stupid craziest reasons um some laws in america are just like what like i i, I to me a lot of them aren't very a lot of the uh reasons, reasons women were incarcerated was not very criminal it was more so they dropped the ball or they weren't responsible or maybe they like a DUI or something, something like that. Like. So I was around quote unquote normal people. They just had gotten in trouble. So a lot of them knew how to knit and sew and crochet. And a lot of them would tell me their stories. And it was crazy because a lot of the people that I was around, uh, when you went there, they gave you like a mental health code. Mine was always zero. So. The, the lowest was zero and then it went to three i was the only person that i knew that had the health code of zero so that meant that what i went to jail for was pretty minor in the sense of the, on the criminal scale so um i was around a lot of people that were around me they were like are you even a real person like a real like quote-unquote inmate they thought that i was like undercover or like yeah. So, and then I look young. I, a lot of people tell me I look like I'm 17, but I'm about to be 27. So that's another reason they thought that I was like a fake inmate or something. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it sounds like you got a lot of insight from a lot of different types. I learned so much from them women. They taught, man, oh my goodness. Um, I, I was around white women, black women, native. It was a lot of, I was in Wisconsin. So that's like a Native American land and that was honestly my first time seeing a native being in a living proximity of a native and i learned so much and then 
when I got out, I did the DNA thing. I found that that I'm part Cherokee and some other stuff that I can't pronounce. And I also found out that my family, my mom's family is from West Africa, Ghana. And it just, so all of that made me, me going to jail, it made me discover who I really am. And I was around different cultures. I watched the Native, the Native Americans there. They were able to burn sage and stuff. And, um, they were able to practice their culture or whatever. So I I was around all of that and I'm I'm thankful that I got to see that. Um it was life changing. And uh, I also want to say this because a lot of people don't know um women's jail is totally different from men's jail. So women get pretty like it's kind of how you see on the show the orange is the new black. The women get way more privileges um they're nicer to us and everything. So I sometimes when I was there, I, I, I forgot that I was locked up um, because, it, yes, that sounds totally crazy. That sounds crazy. But it's the truth. Um, that's how it was. They made it for us to be uh, better people. They they tried their best to make it positive. Um, it was so many activities they used to be doing. They had volleyball there. There they had they had groups and they had always someone to talk to it was kind of like being in college in the sense um they even had they had programs like cosmetology they had building maintenance and all type of stuff that you could you could do well it sounds like they were trying to rehabilitate you yes and some of the horror stories that i hear about uh men hard time so, or they yeah, come out uh, worse you know of, or they don't come people, out yeah, a lot of the, the the worser stories I heard is like the men. The men get it the worst for some reason because they're men. And well, I mean, yeah. and, and then you being from you know spending a lot of time in Houston, I've heard the Texas jails are ridiculous. Uh, some oh of them, yeah, some so, of them. Put, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. I was in West in West I wasn't in Texas for this, but. Yes, right. I heard Texas jails are horrible. That they put yeah. you on the street, make you go do road work, and you don't get any skills really. And, and I've heard you. about that. That is horrible. That it's is horrible. Slavery. It's like it's like down south. Things are worse when it comes to the law and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So all right. Yeah, you know, uh, not to make too light of of going to to prison and being incarcerated it's a it's a bad thing Kids, it is a bad thing stay out don't of trouble go. don't ever go guys but if you do don't do it but if you do use your time wisely don't it's a lot of people who go that still in denial like man i shouldn't be here you just have to accept it and read some books that's all i did i read so many books um and prepare yourself. You have that time to make yourself a better person. So that when you do get off, it's kind of like you're invincible to BS. Like you, you, all the things that used to cause trouble in your life, you will be strong and you'll know how to face it. If you take the time and use it right. I'm saying if you know you have to go to jail or the best thing today to do is just keep on reading. Don't stop going to the library. <laughs> Well, Chaz, uh, what what kind of books did you come out with, and and what kind of oh, life man. skills did you, did you learn? My favorite book that I read, um, it was I can't think of what it's called. I think it's called it had like in the title it says something about evil, like the aspect of evil or something. But basically, the book is basically comparing 
animals to humans and animal behaviors to human behaviors and it's basically saying animals and humans are a lot alike um and it's just basically comparing how um it, the the topic of the book is being like evilness or whatever what is the true evilness and why do people do the things that they do and when you when i was reading the book i just really found out that a lot of times people are the way they are because their upbringing society it could be um things that feelings they haven't dealt with so that's what the book was about it was really breaking down the human mind in comparison to animals and in comparison to other living organisms so, so. I like. Um, Sounds um, fascinating. <laughs> I wish I could find the the name. I was trying to I'm look it up. To find the title. It's a very I, good book. I have. I was looking up evil animal and human book. You know. <laughs> so, you know. Other what, than that, I read a lot of. Uh, what is his name? Um, the Pelican Brief uh, is one of the titles. He wrote the Pelican Brief. Um, <laughs> And, and Sycamore Road, John Grisham. That's his, his, yep, that's John Grisham. You, 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 you beat me to it. <laughs> You're very smart. Also, um, my mom instilled so much like godliness into me. I had to read all. I know you probably heard of Left Behind. The Silk. The Left Behind. It's about like the end time. Um, whether you're whether you into that stuff or not, it is a very in entertaining book. Um, even if you believe that that's going to happen or not, it's still a good series. Um, and also I read um a lot of Joyce Meyer. Um, that's more of like on the religious side. But one thing about me, it doesn't matter what religion it is. I always find something that can help me. I will read something about something that I wasn't even brought up to, you know, trust in just to gain knowledge. Yeah, I always want to find out what other people yeah, are. Yeah, I always wanted to know why do people why do people believe what they believe in in the first place? So Yeah, just recently they they're opening up the mosques and I, I was like, I'm all for it. Open up yeah. a mosque. You know, some people need religion. I've been told yeah. my whole life, uh, you some need you need God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it, it's it's if it gives you a good moral code i'm all for it yes. it teaches you how to be a better person i'm all yeah. for it Uh-oh. Yeah. My light's too bright. Yeah. <laughs> i like that light that was good oh, okay that's good okay. my camera makes it look <laughs> no. it's getting dark where i'm at and i'm like oh. <laughs> no, for those that are listening to the the audio podcast, the audio version, I will put the video version up on YouTube so you can see that okay, as well. Great. Yes, and we're learning about Chazzy, Chazzy White, uh, Chaz on that beat, uh, you know, <laughs> and I've I've learned a little bit about you know why it's Chaz on the beat, but uh, but certainly there's a whole lot more to your story, and, and yeah. we, got, we got time. We I never put a time limit on these things, and, and all right, so. Man, you spent your time learning skills. What was the biggest skill that you learned in, while you were incarcerated that you, that you possibly can use now? I mean, I guess it was the same. Well, the biggest skill that I learned is mind over matter. I don't know if that's considered a skill, but I also um, when I was there, I had a friend that I met, and 
she was really good on like not letting things that was around her bother her. For example, she was the she type was, that could stare at you, you and you making funny faces at her and she wouldn't laugh. So it's kind of like um, from her and that whole experience, I learned to think. Just take time to think and like if I feel like I'm under pressure or something, I just go to my mind and I, I like whatever you want to call it, your soul, your penile gland, whatever you want to call it. I just and I tap into my own mind and I wherever I'm at, if I'm feeling nervous or pressure or anxiety, I just that's one big that's the biggest thing that I learned when I was there to be in my mind. For example, what are you going to do if you feel totally just like you don't know what to do like what if you're put in a situation where you are about to just explode you have to know how to, to um at any moment to, to tap into your because that's, that's my defense mechanism is me going into my own going inside my own brain that's one thing that i learned when i was incarcerated go into my brain and even if somebody's in my face, yelling at me, and I could totally like zone them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if I, I I read Sherlock Holmes, and I know he calls that his mind palace, where he yes. can just for things in his mind and just get away from whatever's going out and, and work things out in his own head. And I guess you have that skill. That's a pretty good skill to have. It is. It's- so, all right, so you, you, when you get out, I mean, what kind of jobs did you do? Did you, and, and how long ago was that? Um, well, this was in, uh, this was November of 2016. So when I got out, I, um, the first job I, oh, oh my goodness. I worked at KFC. That was, I, I, that. I haven't thought about that in so long. I was at KFC because I knew that I just needed a job. I needed something. Anything. And I was working at KFC on uh, Fond du Lac in Milwaukee. And a lot of people who knows that area know that that's like, um, it's horrible over there. I know, like, um, probably like in two, 2015, they were rioting there. And where I was at, my KFC got like, like they damaged the building. So that was crazy. But yeah, I was working at KFC and I was the worst worker there. I was, I was really messing up very badly. Um, they knew that I was like one of them pretty girls who likes to wear makeup. So automatically the first thing they said, no nails. I couldn't wear nails. And then I looked around, all of the managers had their nails done. So I'm like, why do y'all get to have y'all's nails done? Sounds like you down. <laughs> I was moving. They said that I was too slow. I would move too slow. I would do my job right, but it took me time to like pack up. I was a pack. I did every job there. I was at the front counter. I was at in the drive-thru. I was packing up the food. And then one day I said that, oh, I actually was, I got pregnant. And I ended up having a miscarriage though. But don't feel sad, guys, because I really did not want to have another child. So don't it, it happened for a reason. That. Some people so, would say. Yeah, that's, I ended up quitting that job because I I um, got pregnant. And then I also started uh, cosmetology school. school. And thank you, Uncle yeah. Sam, because I was getting money from uh, <laughs> from school. 
and from uh, financial aid, so I didn't have to work anymore. So yeah, <laughs> I that's that was my first job. So after school, I, uh, I I liked KFC. I was a QSC leader. I worked on all the different jobs there. I, I even oh, I can't say that I hated the job. I just hate that I wasn't efficient. I hate that I I didn't know I couldn't keep up with everybody else. Oh, understood. Fast food is not for everybody, and it, and it does have its its uh, pressure. I know and in my, the through. I just remember I, like I, yeah. the atmosphere was very oily because mm-hmm. like all the grease that we used to cook. And I remember like telling I would I told my boss one day, and I was telling her like. I've been breaking out. I was telling her, like, I've really been breaking out. That's because all, all of them, all of the oil that was in the, in the back in the kitchen area was getting trapped in my pores. And I just, I was like, this job, I was like, I, I need to quit because I suck already. Everybody complains about my work, my work ethic. And but one thing everybody's always said is that I had good customer service. I always had great customer service. They just said that I moved too slow. Uh, this job no good. <laughs> yeah. Time to get out of there. Go I do cosmetology know. school, and, and then you you know you you got to cosmetology school. You finished that. You you were able I to succeed. You, you did a couple of haircutting gigs. You already told us about. And so I mean, when did when did you decide to to chuck it all and bet on yourself? And th- this is what entertainers do when they really are serious about about being entertainers, whether it be a juggler. Or a guitarist or a singer. So, uh, I actually, in January of 2020, this year, I got the opportunity of my lifetime. I actually met Lil Wayne. I, he, he, yes, I actually met Lil Wayne. A lot of people was like, you're lying. No, I'm dead serious. The, Why would you um, lie? I met him. I messaged him on Instagram and I I have been messaging him since he since Instagram was ever created. So he by the time he seen my message, my last message that I sent him, that the one that made him reply, I had already sent him probably about 20 messages and voice recordings and videos. So he so, yeah, that, that shows that all you had to do was be persistent and he show he finally showed up. That's and I'm very smart, and I, I know him. When I say he's my favorite artist, I know him. So I knew at that time, first of all, he's not the type, the, he's not big on social media. Now he is. I don't know why, but all of a sudden now he's posting more. And I think because he recently released the album, so, you know, um, he's more social on social media. social media. But at the time when I messaged him, he was not social, so I knew it, he it was a better chance of him seeing the actual message and i don't know you can call it luck i don't know what what the hell i don't know i'm pretty sure uh he gets thousands of messages a day but me i was persistent with it and he he seen it he liked what he seen and he, he uh we set something up for me to meet him um so yeah, I actually met him. I did not. The thing about it is, uh, when I met him, his security, you know, took my phone a lot of time. Uh, I know his album, uh, The Carter Three, got leaked because I someone was around and got his music. So I I wasn't allowed to get any pictures with him. But I do have proof that I did actually see him, see him screenshots and all of that. So yeah. yeah. When did you meet up with him? And where was it? 
so this was in Miami, and yeah, I met him in Miami. And um, when I met him, I it was like I've been there. It was like I knew him already. He just didn't know me. It was so because I I knew so much about him. He is he's a sweetheart. Um, he's a gentleman. And just like you might see him on TV, that's how he is in real life. He's not like a fronter. He's not like somebody who's pretending someone that that's really how he is in real life. And um, he's very, very, very inspirational. So once that happened, it took me a it took me a while to um, come to terms that it really happened. Like I was like, did that really happen? So when I came back home, I was just like, oh, my God. Did that really happen? And did, honestly, did you okay. So, so, did, did, huh? you to, did you go to Did you go to Miami just to meet him? Was that the reason? Yeah, I did. Wow, that's <laughs> great. After After that, I went back home. But um, so yeah, so after that happened, that was just so inspirational to me. And like when I met him, I it changed my life in a way. I don't think that he probably even realizes how big of a deal it was to me um but to me it meant the world to me and it was very inspiring and yeah it was um very 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 inspiring Chaz, that's one of the powers of celebrity is they can inspire people you see some of these celebrities that are up there and they voice their opinions the reason they do that is because they do have that power they do have that platform they do have that ability to to inspire people. And little Wayne, whether he knew it or not, he's been inspiring you for a long time. He doesn't. I didn't even get to talk to him about that. I didn't even. I was just so intrigued. Like when I went back home, I was like, why didn't I say this? Why didn't it? But sometimes you don't have to say things for things to move and be done. Like, for example, I seen him and I seen him when he was he was like in his studio or whatever. And he was um, working on some music or something. I don't really even know what he was doing. All I know is that he was working um, with on music. And I seen him doing that. And I was like, it, just seeing that was inspiring. Just seeing that was more than anything he could ever tell me. So it was like, wow. Um, and then it's like, when I met him, I met everybody who worked with him. Do, does that make sense? Like, no, it sounds one. like it flipped a switch in you to where it inspired you to. I don't know. Give other, up all this I don't know if other people will understand where I'm coming from, but it's just like if you got to meet your favorite celebrity, your favorite musician. First of all, he is the best rapper. Like Lil Wayne is known. People knows him to be the best rapper alive. Whether you want to compare him to what he's putting out now or what he was putting out when the Carter Two came out, a lot of people feel that that is that was his best album. So that's what I'm referring. To. He he has so much music that you can't really compare him to anyone. But he is very 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 talented. He has different genres. A lot of people don't even know that he did rock. Some people do, some people don't. But he has a rock album, and he worked with every, Lil Wayne has featured on everyone's songs. He has music with Shakira and, and so many people that you would be like, Wayne has a song with her or him. So it's like, 
when I met him, I met everybody who he did music with. Like, that's how it felt to me. And it was just so inspirational to me. I still can't believe it. My mom doesn't even know that that happened. My little brothers, uh, we used to sneak, me, my little brothers, and my sisters, and my older sister, we used to sneak and listen to Lil Wayne because our mom knows. She, I don't even know if my mom knows who he is. She probably heard of him before, but I don't know. So that was like the thing. That was like one major thing that made me just really want to um, be a musician even more. Um, like I said, I don't know if I'll ever like make it big like him. Um, but I don't really, really, I don't care about fame. I just want to be heard in a sense. I want to just, I want people to be inspired by me. Whether it's me talking, uh, if you hear one of my instrumentals, or if even if you hear me play my saxophone, I just want to be heard in the sense of that. Um, I. I'm a great songwriter, so I could probably write a song that you might hear released one day. So, yeah, I just so, want to be inspirational. <laughs> yeah, you already stated at the beginning of this that you, you don't really like singing other people's songs or playing other people's songs. you rather play no, your own Wayne. <laughs> Unless it's Little Wayne, right. Unless it's karaoke, then, you know, everybody has their, their go-to karaoke song. By the way, what was your karaoke song that you sang? Awesome. Beyonce, Love on Top. Why would you? Fantastic. And how did the crowd react? Today, everybody was like, wow, actually, um, for the most part, everybody who was doing karaoke that night had a decent voice. It was a few people who just sucked. So, but when they heard me, it was, it, it was more so I picked the right song. The song is upbeat. A lot of people don't know it, but they know the melody. So they was like rocking with it or whatever. And everybody was like... I, it's kind of like I put people in a good mood um, to where they were. People went after me. Like I kind of set this set the tone to where people wasn't shy to get up there anymore. And they seen that I had fun when I did it, and I actually sound decent. So yeah, and, and you know it's crazy. I know somewhere out there somebody recorded me singing. People was recording me, so I know people who was on the cruise. My recording is somewhere out there. I don't know why my family didn't record me. I guess they wasn't really thinking, but somebody out there has my video. <laughs> well, and the coolest thing is that you impressed your dad. You said yeah. that he, wow, you can sing. That's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's fantastic. The first people that you want to impress is your family. And then beyond that, you go with your friends and, and then go out and get on the big giant stage in front of people. <laughs> yeah. How did that, I mean, that had to make you feel good that, that people yeah. were that's the, the power of an entertainer is you can make people feel good or feel a certain kind of way. And so, yeah, so you got that in your pocket. You've already been on stage someplace. I did a lot. I danced, uh, I was an exotic dancer for about like six months, but I was not consistent with it. And a lot of people didn't even know. If I wasn't, if it wasn't for me taking pictures of it, nobody would have known. But um, when I was doing that, I met a lot of people. I met celebrities doing that. I don't know if you, you probably heard of Lil Boosie. He's, the, he's the one always speaking, speaking his mind. Instagram comedians from when I was dancing so these are like of course nobody wants to like, like 
I don't even think my my dad doesn't know about this shit. But if he was to find out, he probably would be very, very upset. But he knows that I I had to live my life. I'm not saying you have to be a dancer to live your life. But for me, that's what I did with my life, too. I'm not, like, inspiring girls to do that. But if you do, don't do it. But if you do, in a way to where you can live to say that it's something that you went through and not something that you wanted to do because you felt like you had to, if that makes any sense. Oh, I mean, hopefully you had some kind of a good experience there. You made I some money. I had good experiences and very bad experiences. Um, like I said, one thing about when I, when I was growing up and becoming a better person and a woman, or whatever, I was willing to, to do everything that I had to do long as I, I it's like my intuition uh, kept me safe. Like I knew that I was doing things that were risky, but I also knew how to not get so into it to where it would disrupt me. So when I was doing it, it instead of, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, I'm not doing this to seduce men. I'm not doing this to be promiscuous. I'm doing this because I like to dance. Um, I was getting paid for it, of course. But like I said, I don't encourage people to go and be a stripper. I'm just saying I did this for a period of time. And I'm pretty sure it's things that we all did that we're probably not happy about. But I'm not ashamed about it. No, I'm not ashamed about it. But I don't want... I don't want it to be something that I'm telling people to go out and do. <laughs> I, I always tell people in their 20s, you do whatever you want. You're, you're made of rubber. Yeah, you, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it's kind of like a trial and error. But you also do have to take the, the consequences. I wasn't doing anything illegal. But, I mean, that it is frowned upon to be a, a dancer. It's very frowned upon. But after I did it, it I mean, in, in it was a lot of good things came out of that experience, and believe it or not, um, a lot of the customers who came to the club was just everyday people. Like, and that's what made me accepted. And the and like the people who were coming there were people that you probably wouldn't even think would go to a strip club. So it was like I would look, I would take the attention off of me. When I would be on stage, I would take the attention off of me and I would look at the customers and I would be like, well, you're here watching me. So, <laughs> so it, that, yeah. there's a power, there's a power in a dancer, an exotic dancer in particular. A lot of guys uh, couldn't see a beautiful woman any other place. And yeah. for all amount of money, they get to see a beautiful woman. So you provided yeah. a service. And as far as I, I can tell, it's a, uh, it's not illegal, <laughs> you know, as yeah. long as you're in proper place so i think you you, you did just fine and I, you met did what a lot of, I met a lot of cool people um i've had so many business opportunities from it. i've met people in the music industry and you know one thing else about me when i was there i would um i would always be in a dj booth, like whenever it was like a slow night so that's like that's how i also knew that i had this gift because i also like, first of all, I understand music composition. So most people, when they hear music, they're just hearing the music. Me, I'm hearing quarter notes, half notes, 18th notes. 
So in my mind, I'm understanding all of that. So it helped me become a better dancer because, like I said, my nickname was Fast on the Beat. And when I'm dancing, I'm actually on beat because I understand this is a quarter note, this is a half note, this is four four time signature. So <laughs> yeah, it just helped me. Music is universal. And I use that to talk to the people, talk to the customers. And dancing is also universal because you're dancing to music. So, <laughs> so I have Chad, my own I, oh. was, it, was this the kind of club where you had a gimmick? You know, like some, some of the girls were cowgirls and some would, would dress in leather. And some, your gimmicks. Okay, I worked at so many different clubs, but... Yeah, some nights some we would have like a lingerie night, night and then, then we would have like Halloween and you could dress up and then Valentine's Day you could dress up. So me, most of the time, like one thing about me when I wear, I'm very attractive. I know I look good to, to me, um, but once I wear makeup, it enhances everything. And sometimes I look different, like a whole different person. In time, you can do your makeup differently. One day I will have the Chinese bangs and all of that. So sometimes, like when I put on makeup, I look very, very Asian. And people would think that I'm mixed with. Some people would say Chinese, but no, I'm I'm not mixed with Chinese. So when I would like, they would call me like a China doll or all of that. So that's. If you wanted to like put like a character on it, that's kind of what people would. I wouldn't purposely do it, but that's what people would say. It's the. I, I always. Yeah. I, I look young, young too. A lot of people thought that I was like, way younger than what I was. Well, but that, it all works in my favor. <laughs> you got the cosmetology skills. You had the the hair skills, the makeup skills. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. When I was at club, my hair and my makeup would be, you know. And people would wonder, like, who's doing it? And it would be me. I wouldn't even tell people that I did hair and makeup. Yeah. Oh, so you never did any for the other girls? No. I, like, okay, so when we would be in a dressing room getting dressed, they would ask, oh, can you do my eyebrows? Or I would do it, but I would not. I. It's like, that's that's common. And um, a lot of people who do hair do not, who doesn't want to do it for other people will not tell you. And I was one of them type of people. I don't know what it was. I, I just, I get anxiety when I touch people. So I think that's part of it. And then I also, oh my gosh, if you mess up on a lady's hair, you're forever the, the cosmetologist who did somebody's hair horrible. And I, I was just always afraid of, fail. I was afraid of messing up on somebody's hair or makeup. If I mess up on my own hair and makeup, that's fine. But if you do it to someone else, you you always had that reputation of being the one who messed up somebody's eyebrows or 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 something. <laughs> so yeah, I can see that, Jazzy. I can I see. That. All right. So since January, since the meeting of your hero, of uh, one of your heroes, uh, Mister Little Wayne, Mister Little Peasy <laughs> himself, since January, what have you done to further your career in music and? I'm I'm fully okay. I'm fully aware. I'm going to finish it off with I'm fully aware that we're in the middle of this coronavirus, so that pretty much stopped everything. But in January, what were you thinking about doing? Ironically, the coronavirus has been beneficial to me. Well, I won't say beneficial, but I'm gonna just say I already I already was working from home. So with people having to be at home, more people was on the internet. 
I was able to make beats and I actually sold a beat mm -hmm. and I also I made a website for myself. Um so this is and I also I wrote songs and also I don't know I think it's like a mind thing of me just being inspired. I started every morning and like freestyle like doing poetry, freestyle poetry um and I'm just like really it's really it sounds really good and I on my phone I have like so many recordings of me just talk just talking and doing freestyle poetry and it actually rhymes and it sounds good and I'm like wow like um and all of it is just stuff that I've been keeping inside and I'm just letting it flow out of me every day. I, I do it every day because I want to be consistent. And like I said, I don't work. I don't work. So I, every morning, there's things that I promise myself that I'll do on a daily basis. And I say every day I'm going to create something, even if it sucks. Even if what you create sucks, that's what editing is for. It's you have to edit. When people uh, go into a recording studio and their music, they edit it. They, you have to edit it. Um, even if you are a freestyler, you have to edit it. Because what if you say something that's quote unquote maybe offensive to the group of people, and you might say something you didn't want mean to say, or you know, you, people edit their pictures. It's okay to edit. People, um, people feel that if you edit, then it's not original. Yes, it is. It is original. You just made it better. But um, that's what I do every day. I'm, I, I record myself playing my... It's either me recording myself playing my saxophone, me talking, um, or I'm taking a picture. A picture is worth a thousand words. So even if you... And another thing that I do on a daily basis, I write down my dreams. I'm very... My dream... They say people who can remember their dreams and have vivid dreams have higher IQs. My dreams are... I have dreams that have came true before. So my dreams give me inspiration, too. For example, I can be dreaming and I can have... I can write a song in my dream and remember it when I wake up. I swear to you. Right hand to God, like, I'm not lying. It's a gift that I have. Um, I think the year 2020, I started, they say like that was the year to where people would start seeing things. And you know, this year has been like everything that's going on now, I dreamt about it. In and I'm not saying that I knew that the coronavirus was going to come, but I have so many friends who can vouch for me. And I told them, I said, I, I told them 2020 is going to be, I told them something's going to happen. I told them it's not necessarily going to be good or bad, but the world is, I said, it's going to change the whole world. It's people who, who heard me say this and they were like, whoa, what if you were talking about the coronavirus? But I didn't see in my dreams, I couldn't see exactly what it was. So that's another thing that where I get my inspiration from my dreams. And, um, I know I'm all over the place, but yeah, those are the things that I do or try to do on a on a daily basis. You have to dedicate it, and you don't even really have to put that much time to it because sometimes stuff just builds up. Like for example, if I just stop right now at what I'm doing and look at all the things that I'm recorded so since January 2020, I probably would have an album out if it, you know. <laughs> if I edited everything when to go record it. Yeah, I mean, so every day, that's what I do. 
you're a very fascinating person. Don't don't sell yourself short. Being all over the place is what a creative person does. You use different parts of your mind to do different so making beats, singing I've songs. It, I have no, I'm proud of myself because I noticed that I've been learning how to put everything together um, and make everything work together because essentially everything in the world is connected in some way. Um, that's what that's my belief. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this website called Gaia. It's spelled G-A-I-A. It's becoming more popular. It's kind of like a spiritual YouTube. Um, they post all types of like fascinating um, videos. Everybody that makes a video on there is, is educated and they're licensed to do so. Like there's doctors on there and um, there's uh, prophetic people. There's psychics who's like, you know, they have good reviews and everything. There's people who talk about things like quantum physics and all types of different sciences. So, I, I get on there. It's about like $12.99 a month. They have like thousands of videos of all types of topics. And um, that's have been, that has been very mind-transforming to me. To me. It's helping me bring everything together in the sense of at first I would be like, why why do I think this? Why do I have all of these ideas? When I was in high school, I remember people used to call me like the the crazy not the crazy girl, but like the random. They everybody would say that I'm super random. And you would think that it's a compliment, but I used to get offended by it. Like I used to think that they would mean that I can't stay on task or I'm just too much. And that's how it used, it to, used be to be when I was growing up. Um, believe it or not, I used to get bullied. Um, but I also, like, it was a lot of people that were like me who were quote-unquote called weird. So I always, like, had, a, like, at least two good friends to where that's all you need. So, like, my high school was basically, like, everybody knew each other. So... I was automatically, everybody was popular, but some people were, like, I was one of the people who didn't, people didn't like me, and I remember one day, I was in class, and this girl, she was, she noticed, like, something is weird, she, and she said, why don't, she said, why don't anybody like you, and I just looked at her and shrugged my shoulder, like, people did not, it's not like, I never did anything for anyone not to like me. They just did not. People just did not like me. And I started figuring out that a lot of people who make it big, people just, people didn't like them when they were little. I've watched um, documentaries about Beyonce. They, I remember, like, they were saying um, when she was a little kid, like, the little girls did not like her just for no reason. When I remember being in, in ninth grade and this girl, she was like, oh, that's chastity. I don't like her. And in my mind, I was like, I don't even know you. I did not even know this girl. It was probably probably like the third day of school, so nobody even really knew anybody. But I don't know. Now that I'm grown, it's like, you know, when people are adults, they don't say, oh, I don't like that person. It's more so I don't care. I don't care too much about her. So that's like, um, and it could be jealousy or whatever, but I don't understand why anybody wouldn't like me because I, I, and I really love, genuinely love everyone until they start showing me their true colors. It makes me not want to be around them, but I can still communicate with them. I could still, you know, be cordial, you know. <laughs>
Yeah, you're a nice person. I, I, I never made a I never met a hater that, that was doing better than me. So exactly. uh, yeah, they, there's something that, that they found about you that they were they, they admired something, but they didn't know how to express that admiration. And, That's and when, one day I was really thinking about it. I was like, I think what it was is I've always had the talent, but I wasn't able to embrace it. And I think people would see that even though people probably didn't know that my mom didn't let me do what a lot of kids were able to do, but they some type of way they seen that in me that something was holding me back they didn't know what it was but they knew that i was they could do whatever to stop me from going full out from being 100 percent great so i think that has something to do with it good i mean you've worked through it you've I've thought, thought about, about it. a lot yeah you've you've, you've yeah. come through it but i can see that you're a very insightful person the dreams yeah. you you find stuff from your dreams you have visions of things yeah, and, and you know maybe the, maybe the vision wasn't uh, a specific to what it was but you knew that something was going to happen this year and i know yeah. that we're going to get through this no matter yeah. you know, yeah. as we, we were want to be okay so i mean and i know that there's, there's other things going on in the world i mean this yeah. thing with, i mean and what one thing that i always say to people like people are like we're living in the last days and stuff like that the world has been going through so much chaos since the dawn of time. A lot of people don't even realize we had the whole Spanish flu. We had all types of... The world has been crazy. I just think that... Um, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know why things seem to be so much crazier now. I just think that now things are happening, happening faster. At faster rates, the craziness is happening. Yeah, the, in uh, in Africa, they thought that the Ebola virus was done, and here we got some brand new people on over there. So the, the, I guess viruses have been around since uh, since forever, since before we were around. But I mean, I just don't think that people should live in fear. I think that if you have any one thing that I learned from that website I was talking about about fear is, is um, fear. If you have fear about anything, what research that topic to the to the nitty gritty, get to the bottom of it. You are going to overcome your fear if you fear is just lack of knowledge. You don't know about it. Yeah. All right. I mean, shoot. Well, that brings us to, to right now. It's happening. If we're, no, you've uh, you, you've blown my mind, and I know that that there's so much more that we could be talking about. But I do want to get to to uh, you know how to promote you. You say that you built a website. What what is the website that people can find you at, find you at? Okay, I will probably have to spell it out. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, Chaz. It's C H A Z Z C H A Z Z O. NNA dot com. Okay. And I hope that I'm saying that right. I'm hoping. But if that's incorrect because I just made the site, I'll have to pull up all my information up. Um, they can follow me on my Instagram, which is, I can spell that out. My Please. Instagram is C A M. P E A I G N underscore G O D D E S S seven one three. 
<laughs> okay. Say that. Okay. Yes, I know. I found that one, and I'll put that in the show notes so people can find find out more about you. I mean, how are you uh, sustaining yourself nowadays? Uh, now that you're, you say you work from home. Uh, what kind of work are you doing from home? So I have a, um, I have my website. I also, uh, I have like a mentoring, it's a mentoring app and you actually get paid from it. I've been doing that. And other than that, I've been just, um, I'm, I'm starting to post more on YouTube. I don't, I think I only have like two videos up and I also partner with my friends. I've been doing skits, um, like on Instagram with some of my friends in Milwaukee. Um, another thing I want to say, uh, Milwaukee is is becoming known. A lot of people are making it big from Milwaukee, so y'all might start hearing that that name Milwaukee more often. Um, I've been seeing it on the news and everything. A lot of people only know it because of the Milwaukee Bucks and, and yeah. <laughs> but um, that's what I've been doing for a living now. Um, every once in a while, I will do, do like uh twerk dance like twerking and, and i'll teach girls how to dance because a lot of people don't know the thing about twerking and stuff it's actually cultural they were dancing like that in africa a long time before it became an actual thing so you know like how they have belly dancing that's really what it is it's, it's really just a it's a dance dance is cultural so now it got like this whole reputation of I don't know people put it out of its own play, but that's twerking. If you look it up, you will see that it was in Africa. The women that's how they um that's how they like that was cultural. It was like ritual. So yeah, you're teaching me a lot, Chastity. I never I'm like, to learn this much. I'm That's a cool thing about this internet. No matter where you're yeah. from, you have a platform. And whether also, you're from Milwaukee, oh. Miami, or Conway, Arkansas, where I'm at right now. So if it was not for social media, I would not have met Dwayne. I would have not have I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. That's correct. <laughs> I'm so glad we found you each other. Use social media to your advantage. It's social media, the internet period is the whole wide world web, the heart the WWW, you can reach anybody in the world that's on the internet on the internet. So if you know how to use it as a database. It's just like going to the library online. What are what do you want to learn at the library today? Go to Google, type it in, and learn about it. <laughs> Chazity, Chaz on the beach. Uh, what's that? Uh, campaign or, or is that what? Say that. It's, my Instagram is campaign, campaign underscore goddess seven one three three. I know that's a handful, but when you see it, it looks it looks good when you see it. Type. <laughs> Well, I want to make sure that I get all that and put it in the show notes. 
people are gonna find more about my website is 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 I literally like that was actually yesterday I did my website. So yeah, I'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ground floor. It's a whole, uh, a whole new era of uh, of Chazity White. We're we're just learning about you, and and you're just beginning a whole new chapter of your life right now. That's fantastic. I like joining people when they're just starting out, and uh, you know, and and turn, making a turning point. And I'll be happy. Happy birthday in advance. Coming up real Thank soon. Thank you. Yeah, my, you have good memory. Oh, you I, have very good memory. No, I. Yeah, I turned twenty-seven. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like to stay uh, in in uh, you know stay involved with the conversation that I'm having, and I'm learning a lot from you, Jasmine. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, and I, I do want to catch up with you as time progresses. This is not going to be the only conversation that I want to have with you as time progresses, and you start doing other things and and making beats for people and meeting celebrities and doing what I you do. More is to come. There is more to come. I know. Yeah. I know there is. Uh, you're, you're too smart to not want to break out because you use your time and your mind palace. You're, you're yeah, in my mind palace. To to uh, find out more things, uh, you know, rather than, than staying uh, docile and, and, and wanting to stay in just one spot, you want to go out to the world. You want to, yeah. to spread this music and, and your love of, of various things out to the world. It's all right there. Usually, I finish these things off with last words for the people. So, Chazity White, I'm going to give you the chance to give the last words for the people. Um, it could be words to live by, or it could be just whatever pops up into your head at this moment in time. Last words for the people. Chazity. What's popping up in my mind right now is uh, I just want people to live in a moment and just anything that might you might be holding on to the past meditate that's what i want to say meditate meditation if you don't know how to meditate find out how if you if you have a spouse or if you live with a family me i'm alone i'm always alone but if you have somebody who you are living with in your household pray with them meditate with them whatever you want to call it this moment of silence each each every day tell that person that you love them and just be a humanitarian give to people and just don't don't stop the love don't stop loving each other that's all i want to say that's my last words well there you have it party people Chazity White, Chaz on the Beat, the Campaign Goddess 713. It's a campaign underscore goddess 713. That's her Instagram, so you could find her there. Now, I'm going to try to throw all the links on the on the uh, show notes just below. So if you wherever you're looking at this, if you're looking on YouTube, it might be a little harder to find it. But certainly if you're listening to the podcast version of this, the show notes should show up on whatever app you're using, uh, iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, Google Podcasts. Yeah. Or Podcast Addict, the one that I use when I listen to podcasts. So I appreciate that. Chazity White, thank you so much for telling your story. I mean, everybody has a story, but you have a very interesting story. My goodness. And you've come out so much better for it. All the experiences that you've had, good, bad, indifferent, 
They've made you into the person that you are today and the person that you're becoming in the future. So, yes, if music's the way you want to go, my goodness, do it. Do it. You are taking a chance. You're betting on yourself. You're making beats. You're playing saxophone. You're singing songs. You're writing songs. And uh, the next step, I guess, would be to put those songs down, record those songs. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more from you in the near, near future and even the distant future. So make sure you come back as time progresses and tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. All right. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at RadioWhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes it's not the years in your life but the life in your years that counts anonymous the music you want radio what Com. Hey guys, this is Shelly G. She said, what? Well, you are going to have to listen to the countdown to hear what I say. And make sure to keep listening to Radio What for more information and trivia. She said, what? What?